The word deviant comes from the Latin roots, de meaning from, and via, the road. One who wanders from the road or gets lost, one who separates from the crowd. Of course, nowadays it refers to someone whose sexual practices are abnormal. This is the story of Stort, Alex, and me, and how for a while we became deviants in both senses of the word. Hello, all you sexual deviants out there. Hi. <laughs> we are back for another episode. Woo. Boys and girls, my name is Pete. And I'm Scott. And these are the movies that, that made, made us gay. gay. Oh my god, Pete. What? This is, is this our 10th episode? Oh yeah, this is our 10th this episode. This is our 10th episode. 10 weeks of movies that made us gay. Congratulations. Congratulations. Happy anniversary. Congratulations. And yes, we have a good one today. We do. We a have... movie that I had not seen until about two weeks ago. Oh. A movie that we had talked about on this podcast before. We did, and uh, it really did contribute to me becoming gay. But um... All right, but first, let's introduce our um, very special guest today, Michael Morgan. Hi. How are Hi. you? Glad to be here <laughs> and talk about threesome um, threesome you know, we are a, we're a threesome, we're a threesome. Right we are yeah who's the we'll get some some photos threesome photographic proof. starring laura flamboyle josh charles and stephen baldwin from 1994 directed by andrew fleming you may remember andrew fleming he directed movies like the craft okay uh dick. heard of it heard yeah of it. <laughs> dick dick what was it. that andrew fleming movie you were you were talking mm, about earlier? Bad Dreams is a good late 80s forgotten horror Bad classic. Dreams. Available on Shudder, I believe. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I think that he also did a few episodes of Arrested Development, too. He's done TV. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, yeah, we are a threesome. I don't know who's the Laura, Josh, and Steven of all of us. <laughs> I, I oh God. There's a lot. It's a lot to unpack with there this was movie. Some, there was butts everywhere. Mm-hmm. A movie that... 15-year-old Scott would have really loved. And you oh didn't see it as a kid. And I'd never grew up on it. I definitely did. I think I was four, uh, 15 when it came out. I rented it at like Hollywood Video discreetly sure. at like 10.30 p.m. Oh, like, yeah, yeah, I need to see this. I was probably like 13. In between like... Yeah, again, like object of my affection <laughs> and like uh, body of evidence. Well, the, the interesting thing about this movie was that the same year, if not the same year, maybe one year prior, another Baldwin brother was in another movie about a threesome. Three of Hearts. Three of Hearts. It's what I would get it confused oh. a lot with, with. With William Baldwin. Yeah. William Baldwin, who is the who is else? It's Kelly Lynch. Kelly Lynch. And yeah. uh, some other broad, I forgot. Kelly Lynch from Drugstore Cowboy. Yeah. Which is crazy. It's, it's, this is the this is the bug's life to that movie's ants. Okay, that's a good way to think about it. <laughs> I think it. this one is, is superior in that it's just a little bit more fun. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the other one was just trying to be a little bit more of a like a steamy like a like a like an erotic thriller. Yeah, and maybe. I'm sure that um, this movie was offered to Stephen Baldwin originally. Wait, it is oh, or no, I meant was offered mean, to Billy. I'm going to do this a lot during this podcast. Was offered to Billy Baldwin originally. Sure, and he, I guess he had to do three of hearts, so he could. He's do a little it. older though. He's a little this older, is a and, that's probably, and that's probably why yeah. he didn't do it. Because Stephen at the time, the three of them, this is a, this movie set in college. Stephen Baldwin at the time was about twenty six, and it, I guess they're supposed to be 
Well, they're graduating. 22, 23. Yeah, Josh Charles makes a point that yeah. he's a junior. Okay. He okay. did look a little older. Yeah. He's a junior that moves back into the dorms. But the thing is, you're a freshman, usually, when you live on campus. Yeah, that's they true. They should be like, they were all, they're supposed to be like fresh-faced spring chickens. Yeah, yeah. I think they make some references to like... You have to be crazy to like want to live on campus or something right, about yeah. living, wanting to live on campus. But they're due to some, you know, unforeseen technicalities. They all end up living together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's really like not very interesting how like <laughs> to like follow the reasoning behind. Laura Flynn Boyle's character's name is Alex, and they place her in in a, a male dorm in a room in a male dorm room because it's a co-ed dorm mm-hmm. building. Right now. I know that you didn't live on campus when you did were not. when you were going to college. No. Did you live in the I dorms? I did, and I, I lived did in too. A, um, I was in a triple, so oh, wow. I was really primed. Yeah, uh, was it material. as big and luxurious it as was, this, yeah. this movie? It was the size of a coffin. <laughs> and my did you start out in college in like a triple like that? Yeah, because wow. usually, like at MSU, Montana State University, where I went, that was usually for people that were sophomores. Like, they had no. usually lived in the dorms and then they would transfer into those. I went to a UC and they're just like academic factories. They yeah. just cram them in. They're yeah. like, great, there's like 25,000 people here and you're all going to be in this like airport, you know, like airplane aisle-sized room mm-hmm. and live together. I lived in a, well, I lived in two dorms in college. I lived in a all-male dorm for the half of the first semester. Mm-hmm. I hated it so much that I transferred out and I lived in the co-ed dorm. The co-ed dorm was a lot more fun, and I lived <laughs> the second floor of a big tower cell block dorm, mm, totally. and, I, and I lived in a dorm by myself, and yeah. it was awesome. So was that due to also a technicality, like a, a filing mix-up where you got your you got a single? No, I just, I just requested one. <laughs> well, okay. <laughs> I have a story. My second year of college, I worked on campus, and I was the one who was responsible in helping determine... How roommates were selected, sure. and it was. Uh, <laughs> I mean, the the secret was at least at our school is we always looked at do you smoke, yes mm-hmm. or no, and right. that was really the number one way that we figured out who could and couldn't be. You know, people would like pencil in like I am a light sleep. You know, they'd put right. things yeah, that yeah. you just ignored, sure. and it was sort of like do you smoke, yes or no, and then occasionally we would look at geography where. You know, if someone lives an hour away, you want to pair them with someone else who lives an hour away so that the balance yeah. of, like, going home – like, you don't want – Yeah. Or if two people – someone lives far away, you tend to put them with someone who also lives far away. Yeah. But it was a not very complex or scientific method. And they were leaving <laughs> it to, like, 20-year-olds to help do. Wow. So that you yeah. can tell you how serious they took the issue because they also, I think, knew that, like – Kids are so crazy and insane, especially college freshmen now, that yeah. they're just always going to be requesting to transfer. And you really shouldn't try to, like, you know, kill you yourself ca- figuring yeah. out Catering who should live with who. Yeah, for sure. That's crazy. Why Why did you want to move out? Did your roommate suck or was it just the building, the floor or whatever? Oh, my roommate sucked. <laughs> One of my roommates yeah, left he was my a, triple. He was, a college, he was a college Republican in the election of 04. Oh, wow. Oh, dear. Yep. Yeah. So I yeah, know. I put in a transfer early on, and come November, a, a dorm opened up mm-hmm. in North Hedges, and I moved. I have one of my 
roommates. I had two, Preston and Romeo. Those were their <laughs> names. And one got into like a pyramid scheme where he wanted to sell law insurance. Wow. And so he would constantly try to get us to buy law insurance, which That's I've amazing. never heard of. Yeah. But it was very like, well, you know, what if you get sued one day? You need to like have insurance. And so then, you can pay your lawyer? I, I don't understand. you're like 19 years old. <laughs> yeah, uh-huh. when we were like 18 or 19. And I remember like, oh, it was just the worst. Wow. He dropped out after his freshman year. Oh. Poor Preston. Preston. Poor Preston. Wherever you are. You're welcome on the show, Preston. Um, So, okay. Like I said, I was about 15 when this movie came out in high school and did not see it in the theater by any means. I Um, didn't either. It was a home video. Yeah. I don't think a lot of people saw this in the theater. And we were all, the three of us were too young. I know I was way too young to see it in the theater. (laughs) Um, But yeah, I think... I don't know that I rented it, but I feel like it was on cable, and I caught it, and I may have recorded it off of off of cable and just watched it a lot. But now, are we talking like HBO or like TBS? Oh, no. It was on premium. So okay. So was I don't think this would have been You need bus. to get yes. the yeah. hand on the ass. The hand, that like, yeah. makes the film. Oh that my is God. the like, oh, yeah. only moment yeah. in the entire film that yeah. makes you even consider... like. As like a fifteen-year-old kid, like Stephen Baldwin's like fat ass, Josh Charles's actual hand. These were yeah. not body doubles. No, you know? no. And this was the early nineties when yeah. men didn't really have asses, no. especially white men. And yeah. the fact that Stephen Baldwin kind of had one is yeah. You didn't kind get of a bubble ass curve. like that a yeah. lot by yeah. a guy in a movie. No. And this also was at a time when uh, you would go to college and people would have start to be having gay friends that were out. I don't think that was really. That really probably happened a lot before the early 90s. Right. I mean, and this film sort of treads very lightly. Yeah, with we have to talk about the gay characters. <laughs> but, I, you know, I wouldn't say it's offensive. No. It's just a little... They, okay, so we're coming from... We have to, like, set the... We have to, like, set the backdrop. We've got, like, Melrose Place on TV. When yeah. did Melrose Place premiere? Mm-hmm. Melrose Place premiered probably in 93. 92, 93. And this is 94? This is 94, I think yeah. we said. So Melrose Place has uh, Doug Savant's character, the the super boring gay dude who works at Melrose mm-hmm. Place. Of course, Very saintly. Of course he works for, like, a like an AIDS clinic or something like that. And any time he has any sort of a love interest, it is so chaste. They're like, yeah. they're, you know, they leave space for the Holy Spirit in between the two of them. They actually had a kiss in an episode and they camera pans away from it. All right. So this is on television at the time. So and also 90210's characters that were gay were very subtext. Yeah. Like they would never directly come out and say yeah, that sure. a guy that Kelly was into was gay. Yeah. And so which season or what year, Scott, you're my year guy. What year is the real world New Orleans? Oh, that was that was two thousand. That was two thousand. Yeah. Okay, so that's still six years away. Maybe shot in the late nineties. Okay. But what about um season one? So season yeah, season mm-hmm. one's ninety two and we've got Norman. Okay. And Norman's bisexual. Right. And I think the thing is, in this movie, Josh Charles never really says he's bisexual. Which no. is the gateway drug to to admitting to your friends that you're gay, right? I mean they flirt with um Asexuality. They do, bit. yeah. They mention it a couple of times, but he never fully says he's bi. But in but in the real world, season one, Norman right. tells America he that he's bisexual, bi. 
and I don't know that that's true in 2019 I, of of Norman. Yeah. Probably not. Yeah, I think that was just something that you said, and especially you know if you're going to be on television to just make it go down a little easier. Mm-hmm. Well, no I mean, intended. also Elton John. Elton said John that he was said he bisexual was bisexual until the oh, day really? he married David Furnish, I think. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. And so so now we have this movie in 94 where, yeah, there are two male characters. Yeah, and that, it was a mainstream studio release. Yeah, so totally. I'm sure there were a lot of producer notes. Oh, I'm yeah. sure the initial yeah. vision. I mean, the, that voiceover that you started with, they were – this yeah. seems like – the oh you know first draft was a very like so I have a theory about yes. the voiceover. Okay, I think that they had a cut of this and it didn't test well, and they just yes. threw in the voiceover in like the last month before it was going to be released. So the voiceover is very morose. Yeah, Josh Charles is very just like monotone, mm. but I think it's on purpose. I don't think he's bored. I think he's it's just like, like he's reading something too. Yeah, like, but it's like he's, he's reading his memoir. But I think he's also just trying to telegraph to the audience that this is a serious story we're about to tell. This is yes. like this is a deep coming of age tale. See, now I thought that it was going to end up being a paper he wrote, right? You know, oh, he's yeah, because it sounds smart. like he was reading it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but they didn't do that, like the Breakfast Club, <laughs> right? Like the yeah, like the the paper they turned or out. again, like you said, it sounds like. The kind of voiceover that would lead to like a crime spree or murder, <laughs> yeah. or just like some other intriguing element beyond like it would just we're three friends who kind of yeah. had sex yeah. once and then it would just never it would just turn anything. into Badlands. Yeah, I and wish. Just oh my God. Go on a murder a murder spree. <laughs> if, I wish we watched that. Movie. If Terrence Malick the country. <laughs> directed three, <laughs> wow, what would that cast be? Not. Uh, a Baldwin. <laughs> no. Not a Baldwin. No. We have to talk about this cast. Lara Flynn Boyle is mm. giving some some doing some great work mm. here. Uh movies that made us gay all star. Poltergeist three. Oh Lara Flynn oh, Boyle, yeah. yeah. I mean, she's definitely I mean, in that. Yeah, yeah she's Poltergeist, in Poltergeist 3. three. Yep. Forgot about that. She's back. This she's our, back. This is our second Lara Flynn and Boyle. Yeah. Movie. Laura Flynn Boyle. Very beautiful too. When you look at very her face. Yeah. And I I even uh, ran into her once, ah. and I didn't recognize her. <laughs> um, but I used to work at a fancy department store called Barney's in my very early 20s, and she came in, and I asked to see her ID because that was the policy. Sure, of course. And she kind of gave me a look. <laughs> but uh, she was sweet. You know, she didn't know who raise up us a little bit. Sure. She was sort of like, and then, you know, she was like, well, he's, you know, I guess he yeah. didn't watch Twin yeah. Peaks. And then she pulled out her ID, and I looked at it, and I mean, I saw the name Boyle, and her real—I I could swear to you—her real name is like Sally Boyle. It's not Laura oh, Flynn. So that which, also wouldn't you drop Lara. the Boyle if you were I, going you by a, a stage think, name? I, mean, I would. I would too. If I'd be like you know Laura Flynn, like I think Boyle's too folksy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I do. But but Laura has a face that. It's like a mixture of Lindsay Lohan and Winona Ryder. Mm-hmm. She has those Lindsay cheekbones. She's got the complexion because she's got mm-hmm. she's covered in freckles, which I love. Um, I don't think Laura would take too kindly to that. It's, no. it's Lara. Lara? Oh, is it? Oh, yeah, it's Lara. It's actually, isn't it's it? L-A-R-A. It's not like it's Laura. Not Laura. Laura. That's not like Laura. Laura. <laughs> she would be quick to correct Laura. you on that, don't too. Don't call Laura. her Laura. So is it Laura? Laura? No. Lara. I don't Lara? know. L-A-R-A. Yeah. We'll, we'll get a ruling on I that. I just, I still see the ballerina picture. That's all. I, that's all. The I Golden see. Globes. 
when she was was she dating Jack Nicholson? At Jack the time? Nicholson, yeah. Think so. What yeah. an interesting couple. What a pair. That's uh, yeah. That's an <laughs> adjective you could use. <laughs> interesting. So she's okay. The thing about her character, Alex. And that is her full name. Oh, right. And she has that androgynous name. So she's got the androgynous name. That's why she gets stuck with these two gross boys. And her character is a is a chain smoker. She's chain smoking constantly. She is. Through the entire movie. Um, she's also a sapiosexual. That's sure. where you're like turned on by um, intellect. Okay, yeah. like you're erotically turned on. She specifically does not want to do it with Stephen Baldwin because she tells him at one point, "You're not an intellectual." And also the like, we're, the infamous lie. I mean, we're jumping ahead. Sure, we can, yeah. we'll get there eventually. Yeah. But yeah, she's a sapiosexual. The the library orgasm later on in the movie. Um, what is he reading to her? Ulysses. I, I, I don't. I, I, I remember the failed attempt. Is Dostoevsky so? Yeah, he Dostoevsky <laughs> does not do it for no. Alex. Do not even think about reading the brothers Karamazov yeah. to her. Um, so, but I think it's interesting in that in her styling because it's that time in the nineties where it's like she could wear like a cat eye sunglasses and like a scarf. And just be very, like, avant-garde looking. But then in the next scene, be wearing, like, pleated slacks and, like, a striped tee from, like, Contempo Casuals. Yeah. She has a really beautiful – she has a collection of beautiful necklaces, too. (laughs) Yeah, there's a lot of jewelry. And I think the jewelry helps feminize or, you know, because the clothing is not very sexy. It just wasn't the point. She's very boxy in, like, her – yeah, in her – it was all about like a lip and an eyebrow, yes, and maybe like a state piece of statement jewelry, mm-hmm. and you're good to go. Yeah, yeah. And you're in your like dad's like mechanic <laughs> pants, and like you can go to a club. And then she, we also made note of her hair as part yeah. of her styling because she had kind of a bob, and they would just be like a sleek bob sometimes, but then they would kind of curl it and make it kind of poofy. It would yeah. go mom real and fast. It would go mom so quick. Yeah, my hair. Tends to get poofy when I'm nervous. <laughs> <laughs> so okay, Josh Charles is our film student, right? I can sort of relate student. to this character in college. He's a stuffy, yeah. uptight. Film I don't know student. if I was a stuffy, uptight film student, but I could definitely relate. But to he him has though. not come to terms with his sexuality. Just like a turtleneck. Yeah, I was, lots of books. I was definitely the same way in college. I was even as a kid very intrigued by him. He's like one of those actors that has always played gay or reads as gay. <laughs> he's yeah. totally gay, gay, even when he's not playing gay. He was just always sure. my my mind would always be like, "Who is this?" Okay, okay, Josh Charles. I was I was interested in him because he was like. He's cute enough. Mm-hmm. Like he's like he's gettable. Yeah. You know what I mean? But like, he's not too cute. Yeah. He's not so handsome that it's like, oh, I could like out of my reach. I right. feel like if I did meet him and, and he's we just like, got to talking. I mean, he's and, like <laughs> he's like Scott Evans. He's the more like attainable Evans. I, oh, Chris Evans. I do yeah. agree. Yeah. Brother. <laughs> yeah it's, it can be hard to eroticize people that are too good looking. Yes. Yeah. So. Yeah. Like it's attainable. If, in those, I would. Like, yeah. Josh Charles, not uh, Baldwin. You know, <laughs> like, the, like, Corbin Fisher model or whatever. Yeah. Um, I do I, – I remember Josh Charles most from Don't Tell Mom the Babysitter's Dead. Right. Oh, he is not Don't Tell Mom yeah. the, ba- the He's the boyfriend. Dead. He's the yeah. boyfriend. And his sister and the works sister, as yeah. the receptionist. Yep. Huh. A couple I years before this I just now realized this. Yeah. Sure. 
So he comes to, he comes to the dorm. He's kind of stuffy. He's kind of uptight. He 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 makes his bed with hospital corners, mm-hmm. tucking the sheets in, and Stephen Baldwin is a mess. Stuart yeah. breaks him down real so we're fast. Initially yeah. doing the like odd couple. Yes. You know, yeah. the like cool, And I was I was glad nerd. that they that they did away with that not even 5 minutes into the movie. <laughs> they really yeah. I'm glad that it. they just cut to hit the both of them being friends. Yeah. Yeah, I and mean, you didn't get all of those scenes of them at odds. I mean, Stork's first scene is him on a toilet. Yes, door wide open, reading a lot of surfer magazine. Is it a surfer magazine? Yeah, <laughs> there's a lot of toilet work in this movie. There is like the crouching and yeah. like throwing up in them, or yeah. just sitting on them while you have an argument. Yeah, just like just to telegraph to us how close they. Yes, are. it's like yeah. uncomfortably yeah. intimate. Um, but yeah, you're right. They they make. Fast friends, and they do drop the odd couple aspect because Josh Charles stops being polite and starts getting real. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> and I guess he just stops being fastidious. Mm-hmm. But we soon meet Alex, not Alexandra. Alex. Alex is her full name. Um, and yeah, they just have to kind of. I mean, they make it seem like a. I, I guess she makes it seem like a really huge deal, but I don't know if it if it did happen. Well, okay, can we talk about her entrance, too? Yeah. She's, like, showering. Yeah. Like, she just, like, moved in. She clearly saw that two other people yeah. live at this she kind of made place. it, like, seems, and who are she you? She seems very nonchalant when she sees Josh Charles in the shower, too. Well, she's, well yeah. yeah, she's in well, the shower. she's watching she's him pee. pee. Yeah. yeah, she's, like, looking at him. And, yeah, you're right. She walks into this. Let, let's say the two of them are in class. She walks into the dorm that's fully furnished, clothes everywhere, I assume. Yeah. Obviously, it's girls like, do not live there. Yeah. Oh, I guess I'll just take a shower. <laughs> and then he comes in, whips it out, and she's just like, nice dick, get out of my bathroom. Yeah. <laughs> and pack your bags. First of all, she tells them, yeah. you two are going to have to move out. I know. Which is like, I they're kind of right. Like, no, bitch, we were no. here first. Like, this is... And you're and the, their dorm room already is, like, enormous. And yeah. you're like, <laughs> yeah. oh, yeah, you're just going to, like, live here by yourself? Yeah, no, totally. And you're like, sunflower yellow. There's <laughs> definitely, there's definitely <laughs> no kind of RAs. To be seen there wasn't, in and this that dorm. would be such a good yeah. character to have had uh, to be kind yes. of a foil. And be it like, would have been sure. interesting to make the Alexis Arquette role the RA. Mm-hmm. You could have you could have worked worked him in a little more to scenes. Yeah, because did did dorm rooms have like full time front desk like student workers? Yeah. Not I want no. Ours did. did. Okay, ours did at MSU. And what do they do? Just check your ID to make sure you could be in the building. Um, I think that they just answered phones for the graveyard shift. There's a little more to do yeah. earlier in the day. Yeah. Because, yeah. We, Interesting. We did have but a front desk. we definitely desk, had an RA. We had RAs, and that would have been who would have been like, sure. what's going on here? Well, maybe the RA in this building or floor was busy painting the unauthorized Keith Haring <laughs> murals. Oh, yeah, that are oh, all over the walls. The and like, <laughs> yeah. It was a nice. It was a look. Yeah. And it's definitely a movie idea of what college is, too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's absolutely what I thought college would be like as a kid, and I hoped it would yeah. be like. Oh, yeah. I was hoping that, like, I'd get to, like, grab... <laughs> grab <laughs> boys' butts. <laughs> grab <laughs> naked booties. Yeah, that'd be nice. Um, but they do specifically mention, like, in one of the voiceovers, like, Co- my college experience wasn't anything like the brochure. <laughs> it's like, well, ours wasn't anything like Eight-year- yours. Eighteen-year-old me would have probably been super into living in a co-ed dorm, though. We, yeah, I would have been into mm, it. We had 
co-ed. We had like halls. Yeah, that yeah. were same with our. I think that female. we had floors, and then we had select select ones or dorms that they shared the floor. But it was yeah, usually. Right. But I'm glad that we were separated, just because girls and using bathrooms. Is yeah. Like oh, so much yeah. more intense. Yeah, for sure. Although, oh, I, I don't want to get <laughs> off track here, but the bathroom situation again. I, I did they have the fact that they had their own bathroom? They had their, in their own dorms, bathroom. That yeah. is for like fancy elite, yeah. like that's like nice. Did colleges. Felicity even have her own bathroom? And she had like the Lincoln bedroom of a dorm. Remember that dorm in Felicity? It was yeah. like bay picture windows. I don't remember if Buffy and Willow had their own bathroom. I don't, I don't think, think they, they did. They my no, college bathrooms were disgusting. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. Ours was, ours was like, pretty gross. There was like two bathroom stalls and then like two shower stalls for probably like oh 10 god. to 12 people. Oh my god. And all the time like you would be taking a shower <laughs> and someone would come in and take, take like shit. the biggest dump <laughs> and then there'd be this like hot smell, you know, gross. like the steaming. You'd have to Stinky like leave shower. and then like oh, take no. another shower That's all awful. the time. That's awful. That's like military shit right there. <laughs> Um, okay, so let's talk about their first little like, like get together where they're just like, okay, we're gonna like call this truce. They meet up at this. I, I'm assuming it's the same restaurant where they constantly meet, where Lara Flynn boils. Oh, is this where we, she first falls for um, Josh, the catcher in the rye moment? Okay, the yeah. catcher in the rye scene. Yeah, for some reason she empties out her bag. It's very shooters. Is like Melrose, Melrose place, place. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. There's pizza. I know there's pizza there a lot. And then they they serve alcohol. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So, she gets there. The two of them are sitting there. She, for for whatever reason, she just plops down her copy, her well-worn copy of Catcher on the Rye. Mm-hmm. Well, of course. She's read the, it numerous times. Well, I mean, by college, I would hope you read it numerous times. Do you know I've never read Catcher in the Rye? Maybe it wasn't curriculum in Montana. It was here. <laughs> Not at all. It was. Yeah. We read it in like... 10th grade, 9th grade? My dad, like, gave me a copy earlier, you know, he's trying to, like, yeah. m- make me be smart, but <laughs> I think I read it in, like, 7th grade, I, and I was like... I'm... My sister's three years older than me, Yeah, and she had it when she was in, like, ninth or 10th grade, so I read it in about 7th grade. And yeah, I, really I think that's it. when I read it, too. Yeah. I did, too, but, I mean, I was, like, into the, like, hooker parts and stuff like Very that. Very fascinating. Yeah. As a kid, just being like, he's a teenager, and yeah, he's just he's fully like, calling, like, mm-hmm. 1950s hookers. Which is similar to this. Like, you're watching it, and you're just waiting as a kid for the sex parts oh, to happen. Oh, yeah. Which this Definitely. film's kind of a tease. It's a little it, more... Oh, my God. It's interested in it, other things. It builds things. up. Yeah. It builds yeah. up to the ending. But the title. I mean, come on. Threesome. Yeah. And I think, like, posters and, like trailers they gave it the away the trailer was they gave it away you knew what you were in for when you when you were going to watch this movie but yeah immediately stephen baldwin is just like he thinks she's hot so he's like ooh catch her in the ride he I did know it. it that's the thing he didn't do the that yeah. tired joke where he thought it was a baseball you know about baseball or something <laughs> oh it's like a saved by the bell level joke yeah, you know so totally. I'm, I'm glad they didn't go there and yeah he fully knew the book and he's just like oh i love i i feel i fancy myself colton caulfield to which they were just like, not I know she's it. so much like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> she oh, but she always she always uh, related to the little sister, oh, Phoebe. She always felt like oh Phoebe. yes, yes, oh, my God, because <laughs> they then they name check Franny and Zoe, yes, and then they, yeah. you know, they they do all that. We get a little English one hundred and one. Yeah, we get it. exactly. You're, yeah, we get it. You're college age. Yeah, but again, as a teenager, I was just like. 
I didn't like Franny and Zoe either. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. I so I so get these people. This, they're just like me. And so then, <laughs> uh, right after that, we kind of get that they're starting. You know, she's falling for him. Yeah. And then, do we do the play, or does it go right to the like? I think we do the play sexual, first. The attempted sexual assault. No, because the, they go to the play, and then after. Um, oh yeah, yeah. Josh Charles and Alex. He can he critiques the play to her, and he's just like not even fronting a lesbian version of Oedipus Rex. Yes, yes. the lesbian Oedipus Rex, and he's fully just like the translation was better, <laughs> which well, which yeah. is very college theater to take a a Greek tragedy or something and put it a little out of context yeah. or gender swap it. Yeah, I remember yeah. in my college it was Lysistrata, but it was oh. um, it was a 1950s sci-fi movie. Okay, love so, it. Yeah, that's very love that's it. very college theater. In my at my high school, uh, our drama department was like eighty percent girls, and they wanted to do an all female version of West Side Story, oh, and wow. it almost happened. It would have been girl gangs. I would have watched that. Cool. <laughs> would have been would have been like a lesbian love story. No, because yeah, then they would have. I would have been into that. I don't know. Gender swapped because there's more men. Care- I don't get it. It didn't. It, it didn't come. come to fruition. That's but probably it was why talked about. But yes, and her whole thing is it's art. You have to be honest, yes. not nice. So she liked the fact that he was like serious about his critique, right? Because and Stephen he, Baldwin was just like, "Oh, it was, it was fine. fine. Yeah, it was he's good. like, you were good." And and Josh yeah. Charles was like, mm, "Yeah." So then, yeah. So then they kind of. I think she kind of finagles like drinks with him, or Stephen Baldwin just leaves or something because they end up by themselves, and that's when she fully. First throws herself at him, and it does not go yeah. well. Yeah, <laughs> I mean she is hot and heavy. Yeah, for him. Yeah, she does this thing where she's like, "Oh, let me change," and they're in her bedroom, and she just takes her top off in front of him, and she's like, yeah. "Oh well, maybe I shouldn't even put anything else on," and he's like, "Uh, why, duh?" But. It's very erotic, that scene. Like, they really, like, linger and, like, they have her, like, when she pulls his pants down, you can kind of see, like, the full underwear. And, yeah, like, yeah. They're really playing into the, like, I fact like, that no, he doesn't right. want it, but she does. It's sort of, like, supposed to titillate. Yeah, and I do remember specifically when we watched it the other day, the first time, she pull, she unbuttons his pants, his mm-hmm. mom jeans, kind of yeah. half these pulls him down. You see his tidy whities and I'm pretty sure she sticks her hand down his underwear. She yeah. did. Yeah. And we don't know where that finger went. No. That was like, okay, these are a- these are actors. That is his real body. Yeah. <laughs> like, I was like, okay, lines are being crossed here. Um, but yeah, no, he's not having it. He cut. Does he run off? Like he. I does he doesn't he cry to get out of it? No. It's weird. At any rate, it doesn't. It, it's a botched attempt at at intimacy. It's, yeah. Even, yeah. Does he come out to her right after the scene? Yeah. Well, no. There's like one or two more. Yeah. There's one or two more scenes, but then she eventually corners him in the hallway. That's when he's yeah. like, I... yeah. But that scene, okay. That's interesting because he doesn't specifically say that he's gay. No. He no. Doesn't. Okay. So here's my point. Well, let me play the clip and then we'll talk about it because this is. It's it's very dramatic, and it's like today this would not even be no this much of a not scene. at all. She'd just be like, "Why aren't you into me?" And be like, "Cause I yeah. don't like girls." But this was '94, and this is what you got. Why are you so standoffish with me? Why would you kiss me? Why? But you see, it's what? Oh, never mind. 
can't tell you. Tell me. Um. Um. I'm sexually ambivalent. Ambivalent about sex in general or ambivalent about sex with me? Ambivalent about sex with girls. But you know, that said, at 23, when I was 23, if I would have known that was like a way out, I'm sexually ambivalent, I probably would have used that. <laughs> I don't I know. Did college. you have some situations I, I, like that? You know, Were there I some never, girls that sort of like girls backed you into a throw corner? themselves at me and back <laughs> themselves. Back me into a corner in the hallway. I didn't have girls back me into a corner, but I did have girls who were into me, and I was just like, sorry, Charlie. Uh, in high school or college? Both. Or both, yes. Yeah. And so, okay. Yeah. And, uh, in high school, it was more just like, I think I was fully just like, I don't, I don't want to be in a relationship. Mm-hmm. I don't want to be tied down. <laughs> mm-hmm. No, but, most yeah. girls skip me. They're like this queen. But then, <laughs> you know, the there would be a, an occasional girl that, you know, you'd be like, are you lost? Yeah, like, right. What, yeah. What, but no, I had, I did have one or two, one situation where she completely, I was totally out she knew it was gay but she was still just super into she it pursuing. and yeah and one time got pretty drunk and was just like oh yeah really forward and i was a little bit like all right i'm, I'm gonna need some help here yeah totally but i never had to i never had to give any any weird lines like that but no it's it's not quite he's not going the bisexual route no he's just saying but i mean ambivalent about sex with women just means you don't like sex with girls that's so fair. It's pretty much just like just yep. say gay, but that's like such a long dramatic scene, and he's just like struggling with it, and you see it in his mm. face, and just like, oh, how do I tell her? I can't say it. And he can't even bring himself to say it, and it's just like that's all, you know. And it's like she's upset because she likes him, so she's taking it personally. I feel like objectively, even her as a character wouldn't care if it was anybody else. I don't think she's just like, yeah. gay, like, what's that? Mm-hmm. She's just like, but I'm into you, so She clearly has sucks. no problem with gay men, but yeah, this yeah. one she really likes. Yeah, but I think it's just at the time, this guy, and, uh, you know, even now you can be conflicted about it, and even now you could not want to come out and tell people, and it's it's hard, but it was just such a dramatic, like, beat, you know? Oh, yeah. Well, and they did kind of give her a moment or two to sort of, established that she's kind of been around gay men and is familiar with them but she uh like you said she just doesn't want him yeah yeah because it always brings it always brings me back to that that scene in uh that real world season in new orleans oh when uh when the gay guy's like i've got a secret when when danny comes out (laughs) and he has the big house meeting yeah he's gonna tell everyone meeting because he's got a secret and he tells everyone that he's gay and melissa's just like that's it. That's it. She's like big fucking whoop. Who cares? Yeah. What's your secret? <laughs> <laughs> you know. And that was in what two thousand two thousand. Yeah. So, well, now it's like no one cares. Yeah. Like yeah. YouTube celebrities. Like I'll read articles. It's like YouTube celebrity comes out, and I'm yeah. like, no, okay. no one cares. Yeah. Who just Who just recently came <laughs> out? It was the Old Town Road guy. Oh uh, well, that's yeah. major. That was, I stand that. Was that. That's a legend. Yeah. yeah. 
<laughs> the song's just about horses, you guys. He just likes horses. But, <laughs> you know, it'll be like YouTube star. And you're like, they just like yeah. live in Reseda. And <laughs> like, I don't know. It's just not, I don't know. Yeah, no, YouTube stars are minor celebrities at best. But Stuart's reaction, I think, is very interesting. Yeah, later early in the 90s, movie. And, and very against type because they could have easily wrote mm-hmm. his character being homophobic. Yeah. He's but he's totally cool with it. Because mm-hmm. he says that um, he grew up around a lot of gay yeah, men. Yeah, he said his mom had a lot of gay friends. His mom had a lot mm-hmm. of gay friends. Yeah. He straight up asks him, are you a homo? I love that. I have a clip of that. We'll play it a little bit later. But I want to play the very, very next scene after Josh Charles comes out because... Larry Flynn Boyle has this like, <laughs> oh, well, you've never had sex with anybody, so maybe you're not even gay at mm-hmm. all. That, uh, that's kind of weird. That's parent logic. Yeah, that's total parent logic. Here, hold on one second. You haven't been with a man yet? No, no, not with anyone. <laughs> then you're not gay. You're a blank slate. I'll mold you into a heterosexual with my bare hands. Drama major. That was very Lindsay that delivered. Yeah. I mean, if you told me that that was like an outtake from the parent trash that they cut (laughs) a gay character (laughs) for time and, you know, commercial purposes. Sure. (laughs) But yeah, that's mom logic. That's like, you just haven't met the right woman. Mm -hmm. But I think, but again, it's written into the character, but he's, Josh Charles is so like, I don't know. He's almost against like being with the guy too. Like he doesn't want to be with her. Yeah. But I don't think he wants to be with anybody. There's a little internalized just, homophobia. Going yeah, on. he's like very buttoned up. Yeah, cerebral. He and... might just turn out to be asexual in the end. I wonder what I this know, character is doing in 2019. I mean, if we remade it, yeah, maybe yeah. that's what we would do. There you go. One of them's trans, and one of them's asexual, asexual. and yeah. then the third one is you know, yeah, like transhuman. <laughs> Lindsay can be, or in the can they be? Can they be transracial? Or, like oh, Rachel Dolezal? That, I don't know about that movie. <laughs> I don't know like, what Rachel studio would greenlight uh, that. Okay, I'll just write the fan fiction. <laughs> fan, that's oh my god. Do you think there was like so much fan fiction? I guess this film came out on the earlier side of the internet. But yeah, yeah. I used to. I used to peruse the hey, um, the erotic, boards. like ner- <laughs> the like you know like nifty erotic archive, and you'd sure. read like um, the movie fan fiction. But this film would invite it. it oh would, yeah, like, encourage totally. yeah, like, yeah. I mean, and not only that, but my favorite is when they'd really go like specific, where they'd be like the female Jess Clerk and Laura Flynn Boyle. You know, yes, like that yes. kind where they really yeah, go yeah. like super peripheral characters are suddenly <laughs> yeah. like having intense like, erotic names, encounters. Names with, like, and backstories yeah. to these characters. <laughs> oh, I do love the two desk clerks at the... They're very Julie and Billy from Difficult People. Yeah. There are there are Rosencrans and Guildenstern. They're just <laughs> reading everyone. They're just reading all of the main protagonists to filth. And the film's treatment of him is really kind of unkind. Yeah, That's probably the most like. Yeah. I I like how Alexis plays it though. I think mm-hmm. that this was probably a little more offensive on the page. Yeah, yeah. but I think yeah. Alex brings a lot of personality to it. Yeah. Also, yeah. I f- I think I remember even at the time going like. Is he just supposed to be goofy? Like, why? Why is he so against this guy? Like going like, on a date yeah. with like the, a perfectly normal yeah. seeming gay guy. Yeah. Like, stop going after your like obviously straight roommate yeah. who like poops with the door open in front of you. 
Like, yeah, I do though. I do remember a time just come having come out and friends going, "Okay, I also know this one guy. You guys should talk." Oh yeah, I yeah, mean totally. they're just put in a bedroom, yeah, and just pretty much told, "Well, you yeah. can go at it," and then just being like, "Oh, okay, that's cool," and even being excited about it, like, "Wow, that's great! Like, awesome! Maybe I will talk to this person," and then just nope, nothing. Just yeah, I've had that yeah, too. Just zero. Do you think that still happens, or is that sort of a product of I don't our time? Even, yeah, I don't even think that needs to happen anymore. Like, I don't. I mean, yeah. like, yeah, because yeah, at the t- at the time it was just like, well, you know. Where else am I going to find anybody? <laughs> I mean, I was always like, really? What are they like? Yeah, even though it was like... Yeah. Someone's like hairdresser's nephew's third cousin. <laughs> totally. And you're like, oh, oh, and they're gay? And yeah. you want me to meet them? Okay. Why not? Give them my right. number. And they live an hour and a half away? Yeah, exactly. Oh, they live in Lancaster? <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> What's their MySpace? <laughs> What's their Friendster? Um... So yeah, I think uh Yeah, where are we in plot wise? So she Okay. Stuart's Stephen Baldwin. Yes. Yeah. Eddie is Well Josh I was gonna Charles. say like it's when he's talking to Stuart about checking his butt out. Oh yeah. Because he checks oh, out he yeah. does. He that's checks his first Stuart. Yeah. So now that yeah, so he's... now that it's cat's out of the bag, he's fully just like uh I I'm into dudes, that's when Stuart comes around and caught uh, and he caught him checking out his butt. That is a that is a it's kind of a refreshing exchange. You're right. Yeah. It is too yeah. in that they're not like justifying like, well, I've fallen in love with him and he happens to be. They're like, no, yeah. he's like actually primarily interested in, in him as an erotic yeah. object. And he's kind of just like, I'm okay with being an erotic o- object. You can check yes. out my butt. Yeah. Absolutely. And there are those kind of straight men. Yeah. I really God did. bless them. <laughs> I really did like when, when he asked him, have you ever been butt fucked? Hold on. Are you homo? Fuck off. It's okay if you are. It doesn't bother me. I'm secure enough in my own sexuality to not feel threatened by it. I have a very hip attitude about this sort of thing. My mom had a lot of gay friends. You know, it's not a good time to be a sexually promiscuous homo. Sage word. A little shout out to... You ever butt-fucked anybody? (laughs) Jesus. No? You ever been butt-fucked? Please, Stuart, please shut up, all right? I'm not going to finish writing this paper for you unless you shut up. Look, I don't have anything against homos. I mean, you are what you are, right? And it's okay if you look at my butt. It's a nice butt. I know that. Will you stop saying the word butt? But that's it. Speaking of saying words, in the next scene, they bandy about some language that I didn't even record because we can't even play. That. Oh sure, <laughs> they throw the n word around. Oh yeah, <laughs> but he's like, oh, it's okay. I can say it because I'm a fag. Well, <laughs> you right. can't even say that. But you, I mean, now we kind of yeah. can. We've reclaimed it. We can. We can. I even, <laughs> I kind of enjoy the term homo. It's no, ho- yeah, homo's fun. fine. I feel like homo really isn't used a lot anymore, too. No, but it feels yeah. fun to, we like, need to bring it back. Backy. We yeah. should. Like, well, that's the thing. We're homos. Yeah, and the next scene, <laughs> Stuart's like, hey, Alex, have you heard, like, Eddie's a homo? And she's like, stop saying homo. Yeah, because it had, like, a negative. Yeah. But it was never, it's like a soft, it's yeah. like saying fairy, I guess. Yeah. 
Which weird. again, nobody says fairy. Nobody says fa- yeah, fairy. I feel like maybe people fruit. say it, but like old. Yeah, fruit. Yeah. Fruit is like my favorite too. Fruity's Lighten's old. Fruity. Yeah. Lighten their loafers. Yeah. yeah. Fruity's very like Three's Company. I wonder <laughs> what I wonder what Stephen Baldwin of 2019 has to say about I that scene. Think he probably doesn't like to talk about it. <laughs> I think he's worried about his house foreclosing. Right. Yeah, but no, and that so in that scene she's like, "Oh, you know, stop saying homo or whatever." And Josh Charles goes on this whole thing, and he's like, "Oh, you know, like when black guys call each other the n-word, and then, you know, they can say it to each other." And then Stephen Baldwin's like, "Well, you just said the n-word, but they're not saying the n-word. Um, they're fully saying it like right. out loud." Um, and then he's like, "Oh, it's okay cuz I'm like cuz I'm a fag." And you're like, "Oh shit. This yeah. movie's like it's really going there. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, it's taking the chair and putting it backwards, and it's, yeah. mm-hmm. it's really talking. Yeah. It's provocative. It's it being provocative. It's right around OJ, so I think that was, I think OJ was like the last stand of the N-word, where we it officially became the N-word, you know? Right. And and until, I mean, now it's kind yeah. of come back in vogue, yeah. unfortunately. <laughs> yeah, true. But um, yeah, so that's that's being bandied about freely in a, in a public place, no less. But right after that, that's when they kind of decide, okay, we're going to, we have to decide that we're, you know, we're all kind of, each one of us is into the next one in Mm -hmm. some way. And so we need to make it clear that we're not going to go for it because that would just make it weird. We're just going to be friends. They make one of those packs that you only see in movies. Mm -hmm. I don't think anyone ever does this in real life. She says vow. She doesn't say vow. She says, let's make a vow. And then she says, a sacred vow. A sacred vow. <laughs> a sacred vow. <laughs> yeah, I was like, okay. <laughs> so corny. Let's make a vow. Sacred vow. Yeah, and then uh, it's a classic line. It's from the it's from the trailer where she says, like, you have the hots for, for me, mm-hmm. and I have the hots for him, and pretty soon he's going to have the hots for you. Right. The hots. The hots. I've got the hots for him. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I really like the scene where they talk about gay sex is better than straight sex. Yes. Oh. Yeah. They, it's an interesting scene. They talk about the equipment. Because mm-hmm. you're yeah. of the same sex or more familiar with the other person's yes, body. It's a, and you know and you know your way around it a little more. Which at the time of rewatching it I was like do they have to rehash this? But I guess in 94, that wasn't even a rehash. That was like... Right. And again, this is a, news. a common thing you'll find in erotic fan fiction. Yes. This argument. <laughs> and those stories. Yeah. And also people just coming out, just kind of like... Always, yeah. You know, like, like well, that's thing. how, you know... Just expressing why why it's, your, why it's, you know, the route that you're going to take. Well, because I know what's going on down there. Or when you're trying to explain to a straight guy that you want to blow, why it would be better mm-hmm. <laughs> for, yeah. him, for him to let you. <laughs> because later on, this does indeed happen. Uh, we'll we'll get we'll get to that. But they they take their little trip into the into the woods. Yeah, they go and rent a car for fifteen dollars a day. Did you notice that? Yeah. Oh, is that how much they it got was? that? They got that old convertible for fifteen bucks. It said like was, yeah. it said like rent a wreck or rent a heap or something like that. And as they drove off, the sign said fourteen ninety five right. a day. And Lara's in her. Yeah, I was upset. Her, I was too distracted by her outfit. She's in her uh, Selma, Selma, um, Selma Bouvier, Selma Bouvier, movie star look with the with the glasses and the yeah, yeah, and the 
And this is where she has her she has her full on like cat eye sunglasses. And she's like, I'm gonna dress like a sixty year old grandmother. Yeah. She yeah. she's wearing like lemon yellow like satin pants. <laughs> and like, <laughs> look. and like a little top. We get a lot of cute road trip scenes with yeah. them they embarrassing s- old people. They steal someone's garden gnome. They steal someone's garden yeah. gnome. Which, I'm which not on board with I don't that. know what the garden gnome I feel like it's supposed to like represent something. Their trip into the wild. Yeah. Okay. It sticks around the rest of the film. I think it's supposed to represent them because he breaks it in the last scene of the movie. It represented the time when the three of them were at their strongest. Okay. I remember my film class talking about screwball comedies Uh and the things that all screwball comedies starting from the 30s had in common. And they they had to have – they all had to be rich because Mm -hmm. their jobs couldn't be part of it. Right. So in this, they're not rich, but they're – not working there in school. So we don't have to worry about like, how can they just constantly mm. go out to bars and like run off into the woods? And one of the things that, that this professor mentioned was that there's usually a scene where they take a trip, they go somewhere, Yep. you know, um, you got to get them out of their, out of their environment. Yeah. yeah. And they do it even as far back as, uh, you know, what's, uh, Claudette Colbert and, uh, Oh, it happened one night. Yeah. It happened one night. They do know? it in swing time with yeah. Fred Astaire, too. They do it in uh, Some Like It Hot, and they do it in, you know, everything. They they go somewhere. They take a trip, you know, and this is their little trip into, like, the woods. And this gnome that he stole from someone's home, this is like an heirloom. I don't like it. But at any rate, it, it now it represents them. But we get the first of our, like, nudity Oh, this is where the um, bear water. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we got a little bit of Stephen Baldwin's bare ass in the beginning montages, Mm -hmm. but not full on like. And they are and they are very comfortable around each other because they do like take baths with Mm -hmm. the other person in the room. Yeah, with one of them sitting on the toilet, one of them in the bath, and another one smoking a cigarette. And that's another thing I guess we haven't talked about. For a film in the early '90s called Threesome, yeah, it's two men. Yeah, yes, definitely. Men. It could have been easily. A oh, and what two a news fest that would have been! <laughs> I know, right? We wouldn't <laughs> be talking about it. Yeah, it wouldn't yeah. Been, we've been talking about well, it almost thirty that's years later. The Billy Baldwin one is two girls. There and was a guy. also was it? Yeah. Oh, no wonder I never saw it. Yep. But there's also that Robert Downey Jr. one. Oh, two guys and a girl? Yeah. But that was no, a little two girl, different. Two girls and yeah. A guy, yeah. But yeah. it was Graham. essentially, it was another film where all they did was hype up, like, there's going to be a threesome in yep. this film. There's and the, be big, a and the yep. big deal with that movie is it was NC17. NC yep. I, I still never the, saw it. I saw it in the theater. But wasn't that premise was more ex-girlfriend and current girlfriend? Yes. Yeah. Which and it gives was, me a break. Yeah. And it like all took place like in this loft and yeah. it was like real no. time. It was very like artsy fartsy. Yeah. yeah, I was not on board of it. But with this, it's always been, and even for the early 90s, yeah, the two men and a woman's always much more titillating. The devil's triangle. The devil's yes, triangle. that's what they call it, right? <laughs> yeah. I like the skinny dipping scene. It does me remind too. me when I was in college, we used to go to Hot Springs. Yeah. When I lived in a house. See, with you and all, all these your people. like mountain so kids. We totally like, used to <laughs> we totally used to all go out skinny dipping okay. with each other as friends and it wasn't that big of a deal. Growing up in the city, I feel like we wouldn't have done like we would go to like go to the mountains and go to the snow and stuff and like find a little lake, but we would wear suits. I did once or twice. I lived by Chico State. There you go. And so they would do that there. But not I was at Irvine. We were it's like cold corporate offices. Yeah. <laughs> not skinny dipping. <laughs> No, there's no. You can go into no, like a yeah. hot tub with your suit on. The Marriott like pool. Yeah, <laughs> not gonna work. 
But that's exciting. You, uh, and it would be like a group of men and women. Was yeah. it co-ed? It was co-ed. It, what, was this like theater people? Like what was the... Well, I lived in a house when I was finishing up college. We called it the Big Blue House. And there was probably about like eight people that lived there. Mm-hmm. It was Mountain gigantic. People. But then there was always people that would be couch surfing. Mm-hmm. I remember when the census of 09 happened, we were just like, so who do we put that lives in this house? But yeah, we used to go... <laughs> Because I lived in Missoula at the time, and we used to drive out to Idaho and go to the hot springs there. I mean, I love a hot spring. And it was hot springs rule where the first person that is at the hot spring sets the tone. So if you want to go naked, you can go naked. Oh, interesting. Yeah. And we used to go to one that we would have to, like, hike in. It was, like, in between two Mm -hmm. hills, and you'd have to hike in. Now, is this just a hole in the ground, like, uh, Dante's Peak style? Or is this, like, a pool? No, it was, like, hole in the ground, Dante's Peak style. Okay. Okay. Water and hole. Water and hole. That was warm. I can't remember what it was called. They usually have to hike to them, too. But, yeah, it was in in Idaho. I've been to one in um, Portland like that. It's, like, real cool. Called, like, Rooster There was other uh, hot springs that I feel like you... Should You've have. taken me to some, but there Dude, were like pools. Yeah, they were like pools. Yeah, and there's also other ones that I think that it was expected to wear your suit. But oh. I mean, I'm of the I'm of the mindset. It's a hot springs, and you're out in okay. the wilderness. So, so yeah. you're into it. Like you're like I'm into it. You're like I'm ready to take, <laughs> take my off suit the off. take okay. off the pants and jump in. Yeah, because I would probably be more of a Josh Charles. Yeah, I mean, he, was, he is he the one that was not yeah. really. You know, I'm like I don't know if I'm gonna get yeah get here. You know, I think it. I think it's maybe it was a little different because it was the two of them. If it was a big group, I'd be like, er. but be, if it was just me and my like straight guy roommate, and then the and then the weird girl, even right. though I knew she was in love with me, I still, I don't know. I think I'd be more comfortable, more at ease doing it. But yeah, we got some full some full butts, mm-hmm. and also when they're laying out. When they're laying out yeah. on the shore, yeah. it's both of them next to each other. Yeah. They don't they don't put Lara. Yeah, in the Josh Charles is in the middle. Like, yeah. Yeah. This That's devil's true. triangle is it's like very, it's very for deliberate. Real. Yeah. Yeah. Um and this is fully, I would say, over an hour into the movie. I know. Yeah. They do make us wait, but it's yeah. pretty worth it. And it almost <laughs> and the threesome almost happens and then, and then the children, priest yeah. uh, on a nature walk with children, yeah. walking children in nature, <laughs> stumbles onto them. Totally. Yeah. Fully cock blocks them. And they like run off like back to the car. And like the voiceover, Josh Charles is like, and we were like exiting Eden, and like oh, we like, yeah. like we like realized no. our nakedness and we're but it's ashamed. Like, okay, guys, big deal, <laughs> big was, deal. Yeah, you Some got caught. tortured paradise lost <laughs> metaphor yeah, for sure. Um, we get back to school and they start trying to hook up Eddie. Oh, this is when the Alexis scene happens. Yes, when they start. Because they want him to really lose his virginity. Yes. And oh, Stuart yeah. wants it to happen with a guy. Yes. Which is also interesting. That yeah. Stuart doesn't want him to bang a chick. Well, at that point, he's yeah. not really saying, like, I'll go for either. At that point, mm-hmm. he's pretty much just said, like, yeah, he's into dudes. What, is, what does into Stuart him. say that he needs a he needs a he dick? A big, hard dick. He needs a... All right, come on now. This is very serious. Who else can we think of? Instead, I had to contend with their matchmaking notions. Oh, I got it. What about that teacher of yours in your film class? You said he was giving you the evil eye, right? Stuart, he's 47 years old. Troll. And? I know, right? So I don't and? need to be fixed up, right? Is Let's there just drop a problem? This. Yes, you do. The question is, with who? With whom? I still think it's a job for a young woman. He doesn't need pussy. 
He needs dick. Big, hard dick. Goodbye. If you're so hot on the idea, why don't you have sex with him? Taste of semen makes me gay. How would you know whose semen were you eating? My own. Duh. I had to leave that, that last beat in there. <laughs> I was always so intrigued by that at the end. Um, yeah, they hook him up with with poor Alexis Arquette, and that scene doesn't really go well. <laughs> no, no. We have they just it. stick him in. They just stick him in her bedroom, and we're pretty much just like, "Well, all right, yeah, yeah, go at it now." I will say the movie's more. It's it pulls more punches in its language use. It likes to kind of like yeah shock you more with vulgarity for sure you know yeah and then the sex is a little more like tasteful yeah that's true it's more just like cuddling (laughs) yeah it's like naked cuddling yeah i do have to say i appreciate the fact that when josh charles said he's 47 years old and all three of us are like (laughs) (laughs) well now now there's like a whole daddy culture with gay men yeah where it's just sort of accepted yeah Mm. i would say 1994. See, here's the thing about internalized homophobia in 1994. What you saw of being an openly gay person was like New York City, like nightlife, club life. If you're in L.A., it's like West Hollywood. And it's like you're we're just starting to get into like muscle gaze and like Mm. the like crazy bodies and waxing and this and that. And so what you see of of out gay people to a person in their early twenties or late teens. If you're not into that, like Cece Peniston, like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yes. if you're not into that vibe, then that's scary, you know? And so to say like, well, to be the kind of person that's like, well, I don't like the club scene to me right now, 2019, 41 years old. Somebody says, well, I don't go to clubs. I don't like gay clubs. I don't like gay bars. I'm like, all right, whatever fucking boring person right. like but it's like have fun doing whatever you do it's also like but would you classify some of the la gay bars as clubs that's the thing you too? what you do is you you yeah. you learn what they don't teach you in school right they're teaching us useless things like driver's ed <laughs> what they should be teaching you is that there are different types of gay bars the dynamics just, of, of right. the los angeles yeah. gay scene there's the yeah. west hollywood there's, there's the there's, there's the east everybody. side there's the downtown gays yeah and you don't know that at 22 no and where were they did they say they're in la not it's really sort of, but it's but clearly it was, ucla yeah. yeah and also to that point a 47 year old in 1994 you know that 80s generation they yeah. all kind of died yeah true so a lot it's true of that, yep they did they associated older gay people with the trauma of yeah. going through hi of aids yeah. in the early 90s was yeah. sort of like well we're young and we don't really have to deal we yes. have to worry about it yeah. but not in the way that you did mm-hmm. whereas now they're my god <laughs> my <laughs> god i feel like an old country club republican right? <laughs> when i hear the stories like you know when kids you know you're on prep yeah or on um Truveda, and yeah. you just it's just live it up, man. Morning, yeah, every day, twenty four seven. So there doesn't need to be that kind of. Inter- I mean, there's uh, there still is today. I think there's still a lot of people who are just like, I don't like the club scene and, and oh, all of sure. that. But I think those are people who are just like associate. I wouldn't even. Yeah, I don't know if it, I'd call it internalized homophobia. It it would be. I don't know. 
I don't know how to describe it. Yeah, but it's that thing where you're just like, that's not me. That's not the kind anything of anything mainstream. Yeah. is frowned upon. Yeah, for a sure. Type yeah, of totally, totally. But that's not all there is, and you end no. up learning that it's like they're just like any you know just like street bars it's like not everybody yeah. is gonna want to go to a club you know sometimes you just go to a bar i mean when i first whatever. came out i was clueless i was going to yeah. nightmare gay bars and yeah it was totally fine. the first <laughs> the first gay bar in los angeles that i ever went to are really the first gay bar period that i ever went to because i went to school in a place where there was zero gay bars was the abbey yeah, so no. that was just sort of what you held yeah. as like I think mine was the rage. gay bar. Yeah, hey, yep. rage had an hey. eighteen and overnight. Yes, they did. So yes, I was they did. Rage. rage was, which is sweet. It's been Crazy. around forever. Yeah. So it's rage like, still has eighteen and overnights on Friday. Does it? Yeah. Yep. Why do you know that? <laughs> because because I work with like a nineteen year old gay kid. Oh, okay. <laughs> that, that still goes, and he says that. There's a lot of older men there. Oh, I'm sure. For, I remember. For young boys. It would be the wristband. You'd, yeah. You'd clock them. You'd be like. But that's the beauty of like gay nightlife. It doesn't mm. matter if you're the old guy at the club. Because you're not going to be the only one. And you probably <laughs> won't go home alone. <laughs> yeah. It's true. There's, you know, there's not really a stigma of just like, I can't go there. I'm too it's, old. It's frowned <laughs> upon when straight couples go out to bars in the middle of the week. But gay men can do it. Yeah. Or even <laughs> an age gap between... A man and a woman is yeah. kind of a little unfairly judged. Yeah, more so than between two men. Mm-hmm. I would, I would argue. Yeah, for sure. So yeah, so I, I can kind of see where he's coming from. Um, I, I think he's uh, judging Alexis Arquette a little too difficult, uh, a little too harshly. Mm-hmm. He says his breath smelled like kitty litter. What does that mean? He should have had like a makeup. They should have like tied that up. Yes, for it. I agree. That kind of they should have future proofed it. Like in yeah. twenty years, they're gonna <laughs> yeah. like they're gonna be queens watching this that are gonna yeah. not like this. Yeah, seriously, um, they could have gone on to be great friends, but that didn't happen. Uh, well, Josh Charles ultimately ends up thinking that Stuart might be gay. Yeah, he tries to he he tries to James Charles him. <laughs> you notice that of like trying to convince a, a, a straight guy that they're gay. Yeah, yeah. Get some drunk. Well, yeah, he has all these. He has all these reasonings for thinking that that Stuart is gay because he's like obsessed with dicks and like mm-hmm. oh, he's obsessed with his own dick though, not anybody else's. Most guys are obsessed with their own dick. Don't have to be gay or straight. But um, he, yeah, he ultimately gets him in a room and. Get some drunk on purpose. Yeah. Yeah, it's a little... The politics yeah. in general, it's sort of like, well, it was 94. But let me just say this about that. Stuart is just like, what are you doing? And he's just like, oh, you're gay. Let's let, you know, let's do it. And he's like, no, no, man, I'm not. And it's like, okay, he's like super drunk on like tequila or something. At least have him give you a blowjob. I'm just, I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm just saying. If Eddie was just like, all right, well, let me just blow you. There's a whole genre of porn for that. <laughs> Again, there's yeah, there's a story that yeah. you can read. Yeah. I'm not saying it would have happened, I'm saying it could have happened. And yeah, he was he was really drunk and he got really sober really quickly. And I think for somebody as open minded as Stu, he might have just been like, All right, go to town. Yeah, for <laughs> sure. So but this movie wasn't quite ready for that. And neither was America. No, America was not ready. <laughs> But yeah, it ultimately all leads up to the big three-way. Well, because Josh Charles eventually loses his virginity with Laura. 
Yeah. Oh, too. yeah. And it doesn't right. go over yeah. so well. It didn't. Yeah. He was not into he was, it. He was like, no. tried it, didn't like it. Yeah. Uh, oh, I think it's because he has, like, they cut to him in, like, film class, and they're watching a movie, and it's clearly Jules and Jules Jim. Jules and Jim. Oh, but he doesn't like, but he doesn't yeah. say, "Oh, we're watching Jules and Jeremy." He says, "Like we watched this French film about you know this woman dating two men." Yeah. And, all, and you're just like, all "This, right. all right." It has a lot of nerve yeah. to name yeah. check that. Andrew, Andrew Fleming <laughs> probably likes to think this is like a '60s new wave. Yeah. He's like, "This is like Jules singles meets Truffaut uh. type of movie," but I don't know if we should give the movie that much credit. Right. No. Right. That's yeah. That's the thing. The tone is so all over the place from the the mm. the morose voiceover, and the name checking of Jules and Jim, and then just them like, you know, cracking wise about sex being like pizza. It feels like it, the whole film was a battle between the studio and the director, and nobody won. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think we as the audience, we, we <laughs> the audience won. didn't <laughs> win either. I'm sorry to say, <laughs> not by that like 30 second sex scene. There, okay. There is a sex scene between Stu and Alex. Where he rails her. Yeah. Yeah, that was... And that's off-putting. He, he bends her over the yeah. bed. <laughs> yeah. her Fully face, clothed. Her face, yeah. is, her face is in that mattress, too. Yeah. yeah. I mean... Face down, ass up. Hmm. Yeah. And then we get uh, then we get Eddie being inspired by Jules and Jim. Wakes her up. She is in bed. She's her hair asleep. is in pigtails too. asleep. And he gets in bed with her. The pigtail look was yeah. weird. She fully, like, it, the minute she realizes what's happening, is just like, okay, let's do this. She's on board. She's not, not you know, it's not a Me Too situation. Sure. She's fully just, like, cognizant of the situation. But she was asleep, and he wakes her up. And once she wakes up, she's like, oh, shit, you're here, let's fuck. And is down to do it. Does not go well. And, uh, you know, there's a lot of, like... Eddie tells Stu, but he doesn't say that it's Alex. And then Stu tells Alex, but he doesn't know that it was her. Everybody's mad at everybody. Eddie threatens to move out because there's so much tension. They all fuck. Then they all fuck. Or they are, yeah. are more. They all cuddle. And they then, all cuddle on the bed. The musical score during this. Yeah, movie. we should also mention this is Thomas Newman. I yeah. love Thomas Newman. He's one of my favorite composers. But Scott's a composer Thomas guy. Newman tends to recycle a lot of his scores, so you yeah. can totally you can tell. You okay. can totally tell. It's like, oh yeah, these are this is stuff that I've heard in like Little Children, Heather's, Heather's, Finding Nemo, Finding Nemo, <laughs> all movies that Revolutionary that all Road. To each other. They're all kind of scored with this. So, Very beautiful. So he kind of got his start scoring. with yeah. this, yeah. yeah. Um, but I, I mean, don't think they're just all cuddling because while Josh Charles is the third wheel, they're like sandwiching her they, in between. Yeah, but it turns out that the, uh, that uh, Stu and Alex are straight up fucking. Yeah, they've got like their own yeah. little like. Yeah. He's kind of he's kind of positioned at her rear end too. Yeah, like like he's gonna rim her out. <laughs> Who? At, Which one? Josh Charles. At one point. Really? When, she, when she's on top of, oh, okay. of him, he's like hissing her butt. He's thinking about it. Yeah. It's very close I love, to everything else. I love blowing straight people's minds about rimming. <laughs> <laughs> well, when you do, maybe you should like have them watch threesome first to sort of like set them up. Yeah, exactly. Where it goes. <laughs> sort of walk them through it a little bit. Yeah. But this is where we get, I mean, this is what we were all waiting for as like young teenagers, like possibly still closeted or figuring it figuring ourselves out Stephen baldwin fully puts his hand on josh charles's yeah. bare ass he does well it will no, first the other way around. well first josh charles puts his yeah. hand on uh 
Baldwin's ass, yeah. and then he takes it away, and then he he grabs Baldwin it. grabs, he grabs it, and puts it, it back, and puts it back he on does. his butt, yeah. which I love. Yeah, and uh, but that's kind of where it ends as far as like uh, the guy on guy stuff. Yeah. yeah. Well, okay, no. So Josh Charles's hand is on Stephen Baldwin's ass, and Stephen Baldwin takes his own hand and reaches over and oh, puts yeah. it on Josh Charles's back. But he's kind of hover hand. Yeah, yeah. hover hands again. It feels it, you know? a little. He's more doing the yeah. he's doing the Keanu Reeves. Yeah, Have you seen that? You know that? No. Oh, it's it's all these pictures of of Keanu Reeves. They're from meet and greets. From meet and greets. Yeah, yeah. They're meet and greet photos. So it's all like you know strangers and fans and girls, and so he's got his hand like right there. Um, So Stephen Baldwin's doing a little bit of that, but uh, they immediately have a pregnancy scare right afterwards. Yeah, I know that the movie's like <laughs> a little grumpy about the, it's a little judgy. It's like this well, could like, happen. Well, let me say this: we were put, we we're like, you know, scanning the movie for like scenes to catch up on today. This scene happens. There is twelve minutes left of the movie. I know. Yeah, they really. So draw in, it in out. twelve minutes, we have a pregnancy scare. We've got the pregnancy test. All of them flipping out, having their own little flipping out. Stu has a come to Jesus moment. And then they all just kind of go their separate go their ways. separate ways. Yeah. yeah, they break, and that's it. Yeah. yeah, it was never the same. No, it was never the same it's, after that. The whole movie is one of those this summer that changed everything. Yes. That's what happens when you have threesomes, boys and girls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Things will never be the same after that. We've got a little epilogue where he's just like. And he went off and, you know, became, yeah. like, president of the United States. Um, <laughs> it's kind of long. I Stuart have a finds a, a steady girlfriend and he eventually marries her. Yes. Really? Yeah. That's, yeah. What, he sa- that's what they say. I didn't envision Stuart's <laughs> future that way. Here, let's listen to a little bit of it. We ran into each other at graduation. It's not going to go to bed about a year after that. It was nice to see them. But it wasn't like the old days. Stuart ended up becoming incredibly monogamous to a girl, if you can believe that. Boring. In fact, I heard they even got married. Lame. Even worse. Alex, on the other hand, enjoyed staying single for a long time, though she admitted to sometimes missing the rejection from doomed relationships. Whenever I talk to her, she always manages to refer to my boyfriend as the other woman. My college experience wasn't what I'd planned. It bore no resemblance to the pictures in the brochure. But I'm not unhappy. I don't think any of us are. We got what we needed out of it. It's kind of like when you go on vacation. You plan everything out. But then one day you make a wrong turn. Or take a detour. And you end up in some crazy place you can't even find on the map. Doing something you never thought you'd do. It's very 90s. Maybe you feel a little lost while it's happening. But later you realize it was the best part of the whole trip. See that? Wraps it up with a little bow. Nice little package. I always always associated uh, the cover of Bizarre Love Triangle by Frente as being on this soundtrack. And it's but not. But it is not. It is. It's No, it 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 should be. Well, it's the real version. Oh, it's the real version. The I was gonna say oh, it's, it's when, it's when they're on the that's it's yeah. when they're on the roof and yeah, he's talking version. about sleeping yeah. with her. Exactly. I mean, that's a smart choice. Speaking yeah. of the soundtrack, there's a Brian Ferry song that I really love. It's okay. when she has um, the other guy in her room and they're dancing. Is it it's, to Jealous Guy? No. It's a no. Brian Ferry <laughs> song uh, that was on the Legend soundtrack. 
Oh, wow. Yeah, it's a really beautiful Brian That must Ferry be song. like the director just being like, I really love this song. Yeah. <laughs> He's like me. He just really likes that song. Yeah. I have a question. Yes. Who would you cast if you were going to remake it mm-hmm. this year? Well, like they're like we are. We want to remake three. We're gonna. We're gonna, gonna tell Lindsay that it. she has to sit this one out. <laughs> no, I think she's a little aged out. <laughs> I don't know any think, of these kids. I could see days. like Zendaya. I Zendaya. Know, Zendaya as the Lara role, like a Bella Thorne. Well, well then it's well, gonna be Tom Holland. Well, Zendaya's on the HBO show. Yeah, and apparently she's kind that's, of already that's doing, very risque. Yeah, this would not. That's our new threesome. Yeah, I would probably go with. I don't yeah. know. This Probably Zendaya. As we're going to have to put this out there to the fans. Garrett Clayton as the Josh. Garrett Clayton as the Josh Charles role. As well. Garrett Clayton's a little old, but I mean, we can throw him in there. They'll he be looks juniors. Young, though. <laughs> he, look, he looks like he's he could pass as like a 22 year old gay. <laughs> and then as the Stephen, as the um, as the Stephen Baldwin. Um, no. I don't know. I know crickets. <laughs> I thought we'd all. I thought you guys would have like answers at the I ready. Know, we should have had Nobody's this thought like, about uh, already. Well, well I mean, first of all, it'd have to. It'd be like foursome. I mean, you need like to add an extra element. <laughs> oh yeah, like, it has yeah. to be We're like. Do it it has to be like a polyamorous. Be, yeah. Oh my god, now. a movie about college polyamory is oh. like my nightmare. <laughs> I feel like. Timothy Chalamet's name yeah, would be he thrown could, in there too. Oh, going to be bandied. It'd be very much like this movie where it's just constant negotiating and talking about it and not actually having maybe yeah, like sure. maybe like lucas hedges as oh the stephen he baldwin would, no he's he a would, josh charles for sure sure yeah here we go this is our, you can talk over this <laughs> oh is this the on the soundtrack it's not on the soundtrack okay. but it's the song that i always associate with this movie um this came out in 94 it's uh it by did. a band called frente that's why I always think that it's part of this movie because it came out the same time. At any rate, you should make a fan trailer cut oh, to this. I would. I can do that. I can do that. And I'm gonna. I'm gonna do a, a call out to our uh, movies of made gay listeners to cast our remake. Yeah. yeah. Give us. Who do you want to see in this remake? Yeah. Of threesome. Yeah. Our our foursome or we- <laughs> yeah. If you want to like kind of up the ante, <laughs> it has to be. It has to be more diverse. Yeah, you gotta have some I mean, racial this, diversity. This, this little, is true. Yeah. It's a pretty, it's a pretty white movie. Yeah. Like, Are there any black people in it? No, 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 at all. <laughs> None. Not even thinking in the background. There's that one Asian guy when there's the food fight. Yeah. That, yeah. that he walks through the camera. <laughs> yeah. Well, do we have it? Did we miss anything? Do we have any final thoughts about threesome? I mean, it's a movie that I don't know how well it's it's aged, but having never have seen it, yeah. When I watched Intriguing, it a right? few weeks ago, I really enjoyed it. Yeah. I, I, and I was kind of shocked that I had never seen it. Yeah. I think the tone is kind of sweet. Yeah. The and tone it's is not very that sweet. Offensive. I'm surprised right. that it's not talked about more of being a very groundbreaking movie when it came to yeah. sexuality. I'm just the representation on it's screen. It's not talked about more. Yeah. Just for me being a teenager and seeing somebody that I could actually relate mm-hmm. to and being like, oh my God. Like, and, it, and the character is actively gay. Yeah. Too. He yeah. is. And threesomes are a very prevalent in the gay community yes <laughs> oh yeah they are a little more common than in the straight community yes indeed um so yeah i feel like uh it, it was definitely something that i was able to look at and be like okay this is this this speaks to me on yeah. a certain level so yeah yeah man i feel like we're uh we were amber from clueless and we just let's talk about sex 
Remember, yeah. like, like she's at the table. We're gonna talk about everything. We're gonna talk about everything. everything. <laughs> this is very like nineties. Hey, you know, we're gonna talk about sex. I just had an epiphany. I want to see a gay thriller called The Third. Ooh. About, oh, like a couple that invites a third. Sure, like, like a single white female. Situation? Yeah, but like, I mean, yeah. the third is bad. Yeah, news. that would yeah, be for really sure. Good. That's, That's how I'd remake threesome. That's the end. There That's you the go. Angle. Yeah, I like it. Okay, a and diverse, third, a little more diverse. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Wow. Thanks for coming on the show, Thank man. You. Yeah, so it's so much fun. It was, it was yeah. a lot of fun. We did too. That was great. So we have to have you on to talk about the object of my affection. Oh, yes. <laughs> that one I can, we I can will do, do that a full later. thesis. I'm an amateur <laughs> historian on the film. Cute Paul Rudd. Uh, yeah. Wow. I, and I was. I was there in that 1998. Was, that was one of the first <laughs> Paul Rudd. I feel like that was one of the first Paul Rudd vehicles too. Yeah. That like he's the cute romantic lead. Yeah. and it was, I mean, after Clueless. It was but, but after. Yeah. I would yeah. say that's kind of catered around him, though. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah, yeah. Where oh. he's like the the, the star. yeah, yeah. I agree. It's no overnight delivery with him and no, no. Reese Witherspoon. This, and and it's also a Jennifer Aniston. Vehicle. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Well, we'll definitely have you back on for that. We'll, I would love to. Audience, keep uh, keep an ear out for that one. Um, everybody, you can uh, find us on social media. Instagram and Facebook at Movies That Made Us Gay. Don't forget to go to iTunes. We would love it if you would subscribe to our show and if you would give us five stars. Give us five stars. Five. Smash them all. Not four. Yeah, no, no, no. Not four. And, and write us a review, but only if it's good. And you can always reach out to us on Instagram. We're on there a lot. If you have any questions or comments or movies that you would like us to review or talk about, hit us up on Instagram. Or you can always send us an email at movies that made us gay at gmail.com. Thanks for listening, everybody. We'll see you next week. See you later. Bye. 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 Bye.